speaking of booze, guys, a lot of Brewers fans have been drinking a lot lately because, well, it could have gone with the Brewers and the booze, but let's continue on this path, shall we? Uh, because they have dropped four straight, okay? And three of them obviously have come since the Josh Hader trade, which there is a sentiment out there, guys, that this Hader trade really messed with team chemistry. It's messed with the mojo that guys feel like the front office and maybe even higher up the chain up to the owner now don't think that they're a team worth winning which is why they traded off one of their best pieces at the trade deadline and therefore why should we even show up why should we even try and that of course is resulting in these last uh three late inning losses that the team has suffered so my guess my question to you guys is this is this just bad timing for a losing streak which as we know gabe happen during the course of a long baseball season. In fact, I went back and looked. I think I could pull up three substantial losing streaks during last season. Again, a season when they ultimately made it to the postseason. Uh, Four-game loss in September slash October. A five-game losing streak September 19th through the 23rd. And another five-game losing streak June 14th through the 18th going backwards, of course, on the schedule last season. Is this just bad timing for a losing streak or is it a bad sign for these Brewers, Gabe? No, it's just a bad. It's just an unfortunate timing. Is all it ends up being because you're telling me that you know through five innings the other day with Corbin Burns, he goes five shutout innings, and then all of a sudden in the sixth, he goes, "Oh, I forgot. We stopped caring now because we traded Josh Hader. Now I'm going to give up a bunch of runs to the Pirates in in the sixth inning." Like, no, that's just not how any of this works. That if if the effort was poor. But that hasn't been the issue. It just hasn't been yeah, great play. Like, they jump out to a four-run lead. They eventually lose 8-7. Yes, that looked bad in game one of the series. Um, and then yesterday, once again, they you know they jump out to a lead. They score three runs in the sixth. They end up giving up the five in the bottom of the sixth. It's not like a bad effort that's being put but out there. But you don't think you can talk yourself into bad luck? And in in, in, let me explain it, Craig. Every every time we went to the, min, to the, uh, the dome, what's it called? In Minnesota. The Metrodome? No. Triple H? Is that what it was called? Yeah, it was the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. Okay. He just called you Craig, so I don't think <laughs> the you. names right now are like okay. top of mind Back for to the, I don't think it's called the Metrodome. It was called something else. No, it's called the Metrodome. All right, it's called the Metrodome. Great. <laughs> we would talk ourselves into bad luck. Sure. We would be like, all right, third quarter, something bad's going to happen here. Every single time, and sure as sugar, you know. Terrell Buckley gets beat because he doesn't think Jim McMahon can throw it over the top. And it was just one thing after another that we talked ourselves into. You don't you don't think that's happening no, here? I really don't. I, like, baseball losing streaks happen. I, as I mentioned yesterday, the Pirates beat the Dodgers five out of the six games they played this year. I can't explain that. The Pirates aren't that good of a team to be beating the Dodgers five out of six times. But that, that that's something that happened. So the this is coincidence. Lost. Yes, I think it's purely coincidental. Like after one game, sure, but like guys get hurt all the time. Like so, so after trading away Josh Hader, they decide to just fold it up. But a lot of the same guys after Christian Yelich got hurt in 2019 decided to rally together. Like I, that's. I mean, they, I, I've had a hard time trying to explain how I feel about this all week, and I think I finally figured it out. But as we're all going to find out, probably not. I the way I look at it is, at some point, if you're a player, who's to say they don't view this trade as a wait a second, why are we getting rid of Josh Hader? 
not a not a this shouldn't affect us. This is our job. The compartmentalizing that you and Jen have been talking about all week, which is absolutely accurate and correct. And Brandon Woodruff even said as much earlier this week about this. But at some point, can it be like, why did they do that? Don't don't no, they? I think like, you, that's the weird thing to it. It doesn't affect can, them at some point. I think you can be confused about it, but I just think of as the competitor in you. Wouldn't sure. you just rally like they do in Major League and say, bleep those guys. Like, let's go win it for us. Sure. Right, right. At some point that has but to in, change. But instead, like, you're just going to fold in? Like, that's... that. Then, then they've got some deep, deep... If that's the case, if trading away one player can just fold you like a lawn chair... There's a, then there's a bigger issue, Then probably. there's bigger issues out there. Jen, I'll ask you the, clubhouse. the same thing I asked Gabe yesterday, which was at what point... Do, so this is now four losses in a, in a row... The three weird ones, of course, to to the Pirates. At what point does it become a, a bad sign? Like to to me, it's it, right now. It's a coincidence, bad coincidence, and it's trending bad. But it's only three games. At what point does it become a bad sign? Uh, I mean, if you keep losing, right? And 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 they're look. It's not as though it's just the pitching staff, right? We saw defensive miscues by this team, right? I could argue if it was just a couple of the guys in the bullpen. And again, there is some coincidence to the way that they have lost some of these games, being late relievers, giving up runs and whatnot. But we also saw these defensive miscues. So it's not as though I could almost make an argument if it were exclusively the guys in the bullpen that yes, they had been more dramatically affected by haters' loss. You think about the chemistry in the bullpen. You think about those guys hanging out there in their weird little room, you know, (laughs) it's called the bullpen, I know, but their weird little area in the ballpark and whatnot and like how that can affect the mood and the mojo and all of that. But it's not just them. There are other guys who are having having issues and whatnot. And I just think it's bad timing. Like I think it, I just rattled off, you know, the three losing streaks last year that happen throughout the course of a baseball season. You know, if something crazy had happened before any of those things, maybe then people would have had peak panic as well. But to me, this is simply bad timing. If these three losses to the Pittsburgh Pirates come in June, nobody's fretting about it. If they come a little bit later this month, nobody's fretting about it because losses happen. But because they came coincidentally right after the trade deadline, right after you move Hater, you know, and again, I was telling you guys about the perfect storm the other night when you had the Devin Williams comments. And like, it just feels like, and of course, now in the standings, the Cardinals are even with the Brewers. So it just feels like there's a lot of stimulus that is creating this peak panic. But the loss to the Pirates is just bad timing. Oh, and by the way, Gabe, the Pirates are not the worst team in the division, right? I think you're thinking of your parents' uh, Pirates who you, you would lose you would beat you would beat you would beat every single time you face them this team is better and i'm not saying that they're the best team they're still i'm not saying but okay but aren't they third in the division right now yeah but i mean they're still also they're also like 20 games below 500 yeah that's bad but they're not last. Jen but they, is right. Yep, they're yep, not no, last. You're right. You're 100 percent correct. Yep. Yep. No, it <laughs> so the could only be way worse. it happens is, is if the bullpen is a train wreck now, right? If they turn into a train wreck for whatever reason, then people are just going to hang on and say, yeah, it was a huge mistake, should have never done it. Right? Yeah, if you can't figure out the back end of the bullpen, sure. But it doesn't matter what the issues are. Like, Chu, can't you tell when it's a between-the-ears issue and not a mechanics issue? And can't You know what I'm saying? Like, if all of a sudden these guys just, like, don't remember how to pitch anymore, to me, that's a mental thing. And I would say each player has to be personally accountable for that. And trying to use the excuse that, well, we traded away one of our best players, our buddy from the bullpen, to me seems weak sauce. Like, to me, that, like, I don't know how you're going to get away with that when, like I've said, every other thing that happens over the course of the season, we expect you to compartmentalize and be able to deal with. 
Like, that's just crazy to me. Athletes are weird, though, in how they think. Right? Explain. You tell me. Well, I don't know. It's just uh, the biggest term in, in, in football for everyone, I don't care what position it is, is don't see ghosts. You know? I don't know if there's an equivalent in baseball. But um, it was like, don't see ghosts. Just yips. go out there and play. You know? I mean, Devin Williams, when he... I, and I've never really heard him speak to reporters, but if I was hearing that for the first time, I'd be like, this guy's got a problem with this. How he couldn't get words out and things like that. Of course that's going to affect his performance on the field. It's like Josh Hader. You know, Josh Hader, people love to talk about, well, not love to talk about, but they talk about how his July was so bad. He was having, I believe, his first child with complications. You can't, players are human. You know, we like to dehumanize them, but they are human and there's real world problems. And we went through them when we played football and things happen at home that you can't flush. And hey, you got to reach this, this nine technique and hey, your steps are horrible. Well, you know, I'm thinking about what happened at home. They're human. They're not robots. Yeah. Gabe, let me ask you this. Is this a part of, of Wisconsin sports culture? Is this the thing where, again, people think that we're always getting right to the cusp of the championships? Of course, the Bucks, notwithstanding when they won the title last year. But, like, is this the thing of, like, we get so close and we can't finish the job? We can't land the plane? Is this a concern for Brewers fans because of a little bit of PTSD? Oh, 100%. 100%. Because the same thing happened when Giannis, you want to talk about the Bucks when Giannis got hurt? I mean, the sky, I mean... It was Giannis, so of course the sky was falling when Giannis got hurt because you know we didn't know if he was going to be back, and then he becomes Superman and, and comes back and ends up leading the Bucks to a championship despite the knee injury. But yeah, there's a lot of that. You know where the Brewers have gotten close; they got to a game seven in the NLCS in 2019. They should have won. Or excuse me, in 2018, they should have won the wild card game in 2019. And you know Trent Grisham lets a ball get past him in the outfield. Yeah, last year you're feeling pretty good going in against the Braves. That series goes poorly for you because you couldn't hit. So yeah, and, and then you translate over. Most Brewers fans are Packer fans as well, and you yep, just I, you I, compound I, the failures that the Packers have had. Yeah, it, it becomes and then go to the Badgers when they're up. Oh, in the, in, in the national championship game, and then all of a sudden the wheel. Yeah, you, you feel snake bitten. Happens. Hundred percent. That, of course, is our old National Bank talk and text line. Let us know what you think. We put it on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll. Is it bad timing or a bad sign? Chewy, you've been saying this is a bad sign. Are you now in full panic mode as a a Brewers fan, as somebody who consumes the games and watches this team? Are you saying they're toast, it's over, it's done? No, but I am eyeballing the bullpen because that can linger, you know, because all of a sudden when you try to get it out of your head, Kind of makes it even tougher, you know. I don't know. They'll be fine. Uh, Gabe, did you think that uh, Council and Yelich getting out there, <clears throat> getting in the umpire's face? Did you think that was trying to rally the team a little bit, trying to give them some juice, kind of like that jump start that maybe they needed? No, nah, I don't know if that's. I, just, I think again, that's just something that necessarily happens throughout the course of a baseball season. Like Yelich struck out three times yesterday, so that like personal frustration just you know bruised over for him. And any time a, a player like that starts yelling at an umpire, the manager comes out to try to save the player, it just ended up not saving the player. Yelich ends up getting tossed and, and here ends up being the DH for the rest of the game. I think that was more personal frustration for Yelich more than anything because he had been going good and then he struck out three times yesterday. Well, and again, how much are we t- not talking about how 
terrible this team has been with runners in scoring position. Like, again, it's super easy to, like, take the view and shrink it down to look at these relievers clearly affected by the hater situation, not being able to do their jobs because they don't believe that the front office or they don't believe that the ownership thinks that this is a winning team. But there are flaws all around on this squad. And I don't know that any of those flaws are exclusively because Josh Hader is no longer a member of the Milwaukee Brewers. I talked about some of the defensive miscues. We got to talk about the runners in scoring position because that has been something that has plagued this team all season long, Gabe. Yeah, because they're not a good offensive team. Like they're a streaky offensive team, and that's just a part of the identity. It's the it's part of the team that they built of okay, this team, in order to score a bunch of runs, someone has to get hot. We saw it coming out of the All-Star break. Hunter Renfro got hot, hit a bunch of dingers, was driving people in. The offense was cruising along fine. His back kind of cold, cold, you know, cools off a little bit during this Pirates series, and the Brewers, at times, struggle scoring runs because they don't have that hot bat right now. I mean, Willie Adamas can heat up. Christian Yelich has been swinging the bat better, but he's more of a get-on-base you know, score-run type guy instead of hitting it out of the ballpark type guy right now, so it's yeah the, the offense is going to be inconsistent and when the offense is as inconsistent as it has been you're going to have stretches where you lose three or four games this happened earlier this season where the Brewers jumped out to a huge lead in the division Cardinals caught up pulled even then the Brewers pulled away once again ultimately the Brewers are a better team than the Cardinals they'll have that opportunity next Friday they start a three-game series down in St. Louis they've got five games at Miller Park between now and then where they go four and one how much are we talking about the Josh Hader trade if they win four out of the next five games against a Rays team that has been struggling and a bad Cincinnati Reds team that comes to AmFam Field starting tonight?